0: Hi, this is Nemanja Bala, the director of a film, Love Hunter, coming out on DVD, April 15th. I hope you get to see it.
1: Mm -hmm. Flying Bull Productions presents Laugh, Literature and Film. Welcome to Laugh, episode 37. It's a wee Laugh edition for the April 24th weekend. I am Mr. Two Frames, and I'm joined in Flying Bull Production Studios by the L-Train. How are you, sir? I'm awesome. Excellent. Can't wait to get started. It's a big weekend for films. There are three releases, plus uh, we have another movie going to uh, wide release finally after two long weeks of us waiting.
0: Now, that's the movie I think that people should go see this week. Of all the stuff that's re- being released, it's this one.
1: Wow. Wait a Cut to the the chase. Now people can just turn us off after less than 30 seconds. Oh, so
0: we want to tell them what it is at the end of the show?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, we're not going to. All right, sure so
0: we can keep okay. okay. <laughs> it secret. We will tell you about these other ones that are uh, on release.
1: Uh, what is the big film being released this weekend?
0: I think the first major uh, release of the weekend is Age of Adeline, PG 13 movie about a young woman born at the turn of the 20th century who is rendered ageless after an automobile accident. After years of solitary life, she meets a man who might be worth losing her immortality for. Ooh. Yeah. Starring Blake Lively. This woman never ages. Uh, She's immortal. I
1: don't don't think Blake Lively's aged too much recently.
0: No, but she's she's the movie version of the real-life Lena Headley from Game of Thrones. Thrones. Ooh. Because that woman looks like she's aging in reverse to me. If you've been watching Game of Thrones, that's another thing that you can watch yep. your entertainment. But in terms of movies, Age of Adeline, it's a drama romance. So, like a dromance, I guess. Uh, Who
1: is playing Blake Lively's love interest in this film?
0: Uh, Mikael Hussman.
1: Another one of those foreigners who's going <laughs> to play American yep. and we're going to go... Wow, he has a better American accent than we do.
0: Yeah, surprisingly. He plays Dario Naris on uh, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why I'm all about the Game of Thrones this week, but he's a counselor to Daenerys Targaryen in, in yeah. Um He's uh, the young version of the person that she falls in love with. The old version of the person that she was in love with before the accident is played by Harrison Ford. You may know him. From his roles in The Mosquito Coast and uh, the Star Wars Holiday Production, 1978. TV (laughs) special? Yeah. (laughs) Among other things.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think he's playing the father, so she's kind of been in love with all the guys from this family so it makes you wonder why is she so in love with this one guy can't she just wait for him to have a son i don't know or even a grandson
0: sounds like gloucester (laughs) Uh, she's uh the woman who's starring the girl blake lively Mm um probably best known for her role on tv as gossip girl right uh serena vander woodson well, she's not the real gossip girl. Apparently she's someone else, but she's, uh, she starred in Sister of the Traveling Pants. I didn't, I never really understood that, uh, but I probably didn't have to either. Um, she, and then she starred in The Departed, but that's pretty much been it. No, not The Departed, uh, The Town. Yeah. Uh, Ben Affleck's, uh, directorial debut or his second movie. Second. So movie. when he started winning a lot of, uh, attention for. As a director. And I thought she was good in it, playing sort of a drugged-out crack whore. Yeah, she
1: hasn't had a whole lot of success when she has to try and carry a movie. She was Ryan Reynolds' love interest in The Green Lantern, and a lot of people panned her performance in that. So they hated
0: that movie in general. Yeah. So, um, you would think that she would have, The Town, I think, was her last movie. She only has one other movie coming out. Weird.
1: I don't know. I kinda like her in this. Uh she has a nice look. She does have that timeless quality where you can see her being a nineteen twenties beauty or nineteen fifties.
0: So of the movies that are coming out, then this is the one that you probably seem to be most interested in?
1: Yeah, I could see this being a good date movie. This is one that, you know, you can sit through and that you your wife will enjoy. <laughs> okay. Um I think the cinematography is interesting. It does have that timeless quality kind of um like benjamin button or right to a lesser extent uh what was the tim burton movie i don't know uh big
0: fish big fish yeah uh, the magic is, realism
1: yeah the magic r- realism though right. this is doing more with the like sepia tones mm-hmm. to kind of not give it such a, a clear real life look yeah there's a filter on it but i think it's working
0: um what age would you choose to be if you're going to be immortal like you're going to be immortal someone comes out and says hey uh who was who was the guy in ancient Greek history who was given immortality, but then he forgot to ask never to grow uh, old? So he's he grows he's immortal, but he's constantly growing old. <laughs> uh, I wish I could remember his name; then I'd sound erudite smart. <laughs> Instead, I have to just be what I am. Anyway, That's my question for you: What uh, how old would you be? I would go for twenty-eight. Ooh, <laughs> wow! Why?
1: Uh because they say your life is divided into sevenths, so then I get to be in the lat, and it's right there on the cusp of being old and young. Yeah, I mean, because you're, you're getting towards your late 20s, so you're getting a little bit more adult, but you're still in your 20s, so you can still live it up, so people, you know, it's, it's a good age.
0: Whoever said your life is divided into sevenths?
1: It's some pop culture theory. Oh, okay. If you All look right. at your life every seven years, it changes pretty dramatically.
0: They also say your body undergoes a physical change for seven years. I've been working on mine for the last seven years.
1: Yeah, uh, hopefully the next change is better than this one. Yeah. Uh, What age would you be?
0: 67. (laughs) Uh, Because then you start getting full Social Security benefits, and uh, in about 100 years I'll get back everything that I paid in. (laughs) Nice. That's my idea. All right, so if you're not going to go see Age of Adeline and you want to go to a movie, what should you choose? You
1: might want to give the water diviner a try. It's uh Russell Crowe's de- directorial debut.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. Is it fat Russell Crowe?
1: No, uh chubbyish Russell Crowe. He's not quite as fat as he was in the in the Man with the Iron Fist, uh, though not quite as felt as Gladiator or uh as he was in Man of Steel. Okay. But I think this is looking pretty good. Uh, it's about an Australian man played by Russell Crowe who travels to Turkey after the Battle of Gallipoli uh, to try and locate his three missing sons, and it's based on a trueish story.
0: Directed and starring in. Hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I still I, I don't think uh, Russell Crowe's going to do too bad with this. He doesn't strike me as suffering from Kevin Costner fever, where. If Kevin Costner directs himself. He puts himself in every scene of the movie.
0: Yeah, but maybe sometimes that works. Like Dances with Wolves, it works. It, it depends in, on the source material.
1: Waterworld didn't work too well. The no, Postman. I, I'm
0: coming to, after there are. We've done a Mad Max marathon that we're gonna we're gonna talk about when Fury Road comes out. But I'm coming to enjoy. uh Yeah, I'm I'm taking a, a better view of Waterworld. Yeah, after after the Mad Max marathon. I'm thinking Waterworld had some stuff that I thought was in one of those or two of those that they actually did better.
1: Sure. Yeah, we can talk about Waterworld when we do our Mad Max trilogy
0: review. Um, But uh, Russell Crowe is, he's not a big man. He's generally, I mean, he adds and gains weight depending on the role. Um, But he's getting a little long in the tooth. So I guess he could play an older dude.
1: I just, I like the roles he's taken on right now. He, I mean, his last couple movies, uh, Les Mis, Man of Steel, playing Superman's father, Man with the Iron Fist, playing a kung fu fighter, uh, and he played Noah. In oh, no. Yeah, I forgot about the Noah. It's kind of like he's like, oh, this would be a cool role. He doesn't really care. He just does whatever he wants. The now. other thing
0: I like about him in terms of his celebrity is he makes a lot of, like, big mistakes. But he always apologizes for him. He always owns up to him. I mean, I kind of like the guy that that throws himself out there and acts like a dick or whatever, and then admits to it and apologizes and owns up to it instead of like you know, some people that we know that just won't you know accept their mistakes or just just own it, man, yeah. and then and then try to make amends. I think he does a pretty good job of making events in his personal life or public life, and you know I kind of admire that. Yeah, no, I, I like he's personal
1: pro. Alright, so if you're not going for either of these dramas, is there any other
0: option for this weekend? Oh, yeah. Uh If you're into um documentaries, <laughs> do those count as movies? Yeah. We don't talk about documentaries much on the Laugh podcast, do we?
1: Not nearly as much as we should, given the number of documentaries we both watch.
0: Yeah, but I don't know if we really like them. <laughs> I don't know if I, I've seen some of them. I, I, I haven't liked them, but this one looks interesting. It's uh Directed by Kevin Pollack, called Misery Loves Company. And it's a, uh, it's the story, uh, I guess his thesis is people, well, he wants to know. It's not really a thesis, it's more like a question. His guiding question is, do people have to be miserable in order to be funny? Yeah. What do you think?
1: Yeah. You think, you think
0: people have to be? I think being a little bit miserable helps
1: you be funny.
0: Okay, a little bit miserable, but like, think about the most miserable person in your line of work—the most miserable person that you know. Are they funny? Yeah,
1: unintentionally.
0: <laughs> Do they mean to be funny? Like comedians?
1: I don't know. Probably not. But when I think of some of my favorite comedians and the number who've committed suicide or um, huh, you know wow. overdosed on a drugs downer. or whatever, you know they. Definitely had issues in their life and having to deal with them. And yeah, they were. So, I mean, what? do you think you're going to agree with the thesis of this film or?
0: I don't know. Um, I mean, I like miserable people because they make me laugh. I'm not talking about the misery of their lives. I like people that complain. Like, I really like, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I like people put in these miserable situations. And then I've studied misery in my own life. <laughs> So it's good to have something to, uh, to look at other people's misery and then maybe commiserate. Fair so, enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like, uh, Kevin Pollock. He's pretty funny. does the one word, uh, I don't think it's his bit, but he does a lot of impressions and he does one word impressions. All right, see if you can guess on I mean. him. No. Walk-in. <laughs> Christopher Walken. It's yeah. good.
1: Pollock was one of the first guys to do a walk-in impression.
0: He's pretty good at it.
1: Him and uh, Jay Moore.
0: Those are the two best, I think. All right, here's another one. Lingerie.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. Billy Bob Thornton.
0: No. Lingerie. <laughs> Bill Clinton. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, so maybe I'm not as good like as <laughs> Lingerie. No? no, all right. Yeah, that's all right. So, uh, yeah, Kevin Pollock's "Misery Loves Company." I like
1: it. Um, well, if you're not.
0: Oh, oh! I want. Did I mention that he uh, interviewed American and Canadian funny people?
1: That matters.
0: Yeah, we have a lot of Canadian listeners now. I've been look, I've been tracking our uh, our listenership, uh-huh. and we've picked up about three or four Canadian listeners out there. In Canada. We're getting a lot of downloads from Canada. They're our next highest uh, international audience is, is based in Canada.
1: They're finally beating out Kenya.
0: Yeah. Kenya was Kenya in the league for a off. while. Well, Kenya's dropped off a lot.
1: You would think Kenyans would have more stamina.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> now it's Canadians. Huh. Canadians, are they're pulling into the league. Ooh. Our highest international audience. So, they,
1: they snuck ahead. So, hello Canucks. So if you're not watching one of the three new releases this weekend, I think you should do what Lusk and I are doing and go watch Ex Machina, right? Oh, yeah. The science fiction film. Looking forward
0: to that. Mm. Love that Ex Machina. Hopefully. Well, you know what's happened in the last mm, dozen movies that I've been excited about. I wound up not liking them at all.
1: So, yeah, Ex Machina. It's been. It's finally... Wide release after two long weeks. But if you're not Sweet. going to go to the theater this weekend because I don't know, your allergies are acting up or uh, seasonal flooding in your neighborhood, <laughs> my neighborhood was half underwater uh, yesterday with all the rain.
0: Which half, the top or bottom?
1: Back. Oh, okay. Back half. So uh, if you're stuck at home, what could you uh, get off Amazon?
0: We've talked a lot about Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite actor on Game of Thrones? Dink. That's right. Peter Dinklage. Peter uh, Dinklage's breakout role was in The Station Agent, Sundance uh, Film Festival Award winner in 2003. It's about a dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) Who plays the dwarf? Peter Dinklage. Let's face it. You always need a little more dink in your life. Everybody can use some dink in their life. All right. This movie also has Bobby Cannavale in it, who's become... Mm -hmm. He might be my favorite acting, or favorite um, current character actor. And I saw him in a movie that we're going to be talking about on Friday. Nice.
1: Uh, If you're not going to stream your film this weekend, uh, there's always Redbox. And uh, there's a movie that we've talked about before on the show that I thought was never actually going to make it um, to be released. uh, Because they didn't finish filming the movie. It was called Nailed. And finally, after seven years, this uh, David O. Russell film is coming out, and they're calling it Accidental Love. It stars Jessica Biel, Jake Gyllenhaal, and James Marsden.
0: Okay. It's about someone that gets, I take A girl it.
1: gets nailed in the head <laughs>
0: okay.
1: by a nail gun, and she can't get the nail removed because she lacks health care, so she goes to Congress. Huh? She goes to her congressman, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, and this looks sounds for his funny.
0: help. That sounds really funny.
1: Uh, yeah, it, the film had a lot of problems. Uh, James, uh, or I'm sorry, David O. Russell was worried he would get kicked off of this film, so he held off on film, filming the scene where uh, Jessica Biel gets hit in the head with the nail,
0: hmm.
1: but they canned him anyway, and they never filmed that scene. Oh, so so I don't think they went back and refilmed it. So
0: Presuppose uh, this head injury. Terrific yeah. head injury. I,
1: I think the film's going to be a big mess, but if you get together the right group of people and you go in, ready to make fun of it, I think this could be enjoyable.
0: I don't know. Movies, uh, movies that have massive head injuries as their uh, defining feature are probably not my favorite genre. Right. I, I didn't really like regarding Henry.
1: <laughs> so uh, lots of movie choices. Three major releases this weekend. Uh, we were lukewarm on all of them. Age of Adeline, The Water Diviner, and Misery Loves Comedy. Uh, What we say you should do is go watch Etz Machina, which is finally on wide release after two weeks. If you're going to stream something, you should go with the station agent so you can get yourself some more dink. Uh, If you're going to go by the red Bots, I think you should purposely rent the accidental love. So, this is Laugh 37 with your host, Mr. Two Frames, joined in Flying Bull Production Studios by the L Train. Thank you for joining me, sir.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: It's been a pleasure said, Bonum, everybody.
0: There be dragons. Yeah.
1: That is not true. the good stuff. It's not. But, welcome to Laugh 37. I am Mr. Two Frames. Uh, Ugh. all right
0: hold on
1: <laughs> this is the moment where i should you be know. funny when you've got something in your mouth
0: yeah so i can spray it all over your high-tech electronic devices here all
1: right spit take is all for the sake of art all right um, welcome to left wait i don't have to give the number
0: you're in or your head you? man you're in your head Welcome to
1: Laugh, I am Mr. Two Frames, and I am joined in the... I don't know what to do. Welcome to Laugh, episode 37. This is a wee, uh... <laughs> this is good take stuff, man. This is the good stuff. At least I'm finding new ways to screw up each and every now
0: time. Now I don't even know what the hell my intro is anymore. <laughs> shit he messed this up for two podcasts we haven't even recorded the second one yet
1: Ooh, that's like in baseball you watch someone swing so badly your own swing is screwed
0: yeah. up like, holy moly
1: all right um